Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. See, senor. You know where we are? Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. That's where we hang out and do our thing. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I was actually tempted to go with uh, COVID-19, oddly oh enough, as it's uh, making quite a resurgence. What's uh, really interesting to me is that the various aspects of this, from vaccines to actual case numbers to who's getting sick, how sick and where, are, are all matters of great dispute. There is virtually no fact that anybody can agree on. Oh, and really? everybody's vehement about everything, too. Really? It's just it's so politicized. Hmm. It, it's such an odd way. But you didn't go with COVID for general manager? I don't know. My other choice wasn't much better. It's our vaunted institutions, which now suck. Shocking story about the military moving illegal immigrants around the country and keeping it quiet. Shocking story about FBI agents disregarding little girls who said they were being raped by that monster Larry Nassar, then lying to cover their heinies. Uh, the, the the president and his idiotic statements. You got the State Department inviting the hilarious joke that is the UN Human Rights Council to examine the American record on racism. The Human Rights Council, which includes Russia and China and other luminaries of human rights. All those things are important and could have been our general manager. I'll tell you what would be a good one, but we should start the show officially first. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, July 15th. The year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. As I do every day, I've filled out FCC paperwork for 15 to 20 minutes. I've signed it, I've dated it, now we're ready to begin at Mark. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of of Free Britney. There you go, that's my favorite clip of the week. Ted Cruz is on the Free Britney train. He could tell you what day of the week it is and sound jivey doing it Yeah, somehow. And what's interesting is in person... He's an incredibly approachable, sincere guy. I just, just the minute a microphone's in front of him, the jivey leaps up. We do have to talk about the free Britney thing because it does have greater, uh, greater significance than just her. I mean, she because she can afford. I mean, she's got lots of people that want to look out for her and get some of her money, and she can afford good lawyers and everything like that. What if you do if you're someone like her and you don't have her resources? You get stuck with a lawyer like she did, who has no interest in getting you out of that conservatorship. Apparently, wow. her lawyer had no interest in like trying to get her her life back at any point. But we'll talk you more think, about that later. Okay, yeah, I haven't really followed it. That uh, my immediate instinctive reaction was something was somebody carving him off a percentage. But and that anyway. could be. That could yeah. be. So I'll tell you what could be the uh, general manager today is the millions and millions and millions of people all across this great land who are going to wake up and if they check their bank account, will see more money in there from the government. Um, today's the day where the, uh, they, they start going out and lots of people are getting checks and, you know, I might have a little more fun this weekend, go out to eat or have a, buy the top shelf booze this weekend or whatever. Yes, sir. And it's uh, another, yet another stacked on top of many others, interesting experiments that we're running in the United States right now. As we, as we have decoupled work from these payments in a way that we haven't since Bill Clinton was president, Bill Clinton, a Democrat came in and, uh, 
and decided to put an end to uh, welfare without work. Because of the incredible damage it does to poor families and to the national coffers. Child poverty reached an all-time low pre-pandemic. So what do you do when you've had <laughs> great success with a program? You abandon it. we got to change it completely. You abandon it and go with something completely different that many people believe led to the high child poverty rate in the first place. So that's just Freaking fantastic. But, you know, you this know. this stuff bothers me on a policy, you know, uh, level. And also, I don't appreciate my tax dollars being squandered. But I'm much more worried about the fact that we're sending out wave after wave of trillions and trillions of dollars, uh, in many cases, to people who don't need it. And we're seeing rampant inflation. But we're just going to keep doing it. So, uh, yeah. yikes. Nine out of ten uh, kids and their families will receive money. So, look, look in your bank account. It might be in there today. So, there you go. Fantastic. So what is this deal? We, we've invited the U.N. to come write a nasty uh, paper on us and say we're racist? You know, I've been saying nice things about Anthony Blinken. I think his uh, China policy and such is, is right on, and he's a been talking Blinken. tough. A. Blinken. Um, but it, he made an announcement the other day, and I've got to find the text of it, um, and we're looking for sound, I think, but... Um, he essentially said, you know, if we're going to uh, criticize others, we need to take a careful look at ourselves as well. And so we've invited the United Nations uh, Human Rights Council to take a look at America's record and practices on racism and racial abuse and that sort of thing. Yeah, i got it right in front of me. This was a tweet from the other night. Responsible nations must not shrink from scrutiny of their human rights records. Rather, they should be transparent with the intent to grow and do better. That is why I announced a formal invitation for a UN specials rapporteur, rapporteur yes. on yeah. on contemporary forms of racism to visit the United States, as uh, Senator Tom Cotton said, why are we? Why is Joe Biden putting a kick me sign on the United States? So you're going to have the freaking UN who allows countries like Iran and China to be on the Human Rights Council to uh, to scrutinize us and write a report and let the whole world point and say, oh well, that's not right. Why would you do that? I think I know, but it's idiotic. He's been pressuring China on their civil rights, and they've said, well, look, you you, you killed George Floyd. You got racial problems. Look at the violence mm. in your country. So he's going to say, all right, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, have the U.N. come in. Uh, do their whole report. You're next. I okay. think that's his strategy. Okay, but okay. You know, you know yeah, that, that's making me look at it a little differently. That's not a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea because you're not entrusting a neutral and reliable observer to do this. You're sure, yeah. entrusting a perverse, nearly ridiculous group of torturers under the banner of a human rights council to do the job. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, if why are you stop playing it? If you are. Yeah. Uh, if you. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you had yeah. Britain and Norway and, and, say, Ireland or something like that, you know, the reasonable countries, throw in Peru, if you like. I don't know much about Peru. It's down there south somewhere. Um, You know, okay, but come on. Russia and China and Iran. I don't think Iran's currently on there, are they? They have been in the past. Though. I know I Russia and China been. are and, and some other loathsome country, which I don't recall. I just, I don't know. Can we do sports talk? The state of the world is making me nuts. Only if you can pronounce the following name. Do we have that? That would be perfect now. We could do sports talk, but we have to learn to pronounce this name because he's the biggest star in basketball right now. The Bucks came back and won last night. It is now 2-2. Here you go. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. The NBA player Giannis Antetokounmpo caught my eye. Buckster Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Milwaukee star Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not the sort of name, if you haven't seen it in print, that you come can come to it cold and take a good shot at it. You need to uh, oh, have, no. listen to someone say it and practice it on your own. Yes, That's indeed. why most people just go with the Greek freak, because that's his nickname and that's what he was. And he had a block in the final seconds last night that will go down in history if the Bucks win. Giannis and <laughs> Anyway, how do we got all those stories you mentioned to get to? How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. Insight, mirth. Come on, strong. Jobs numbers out today, uh, looking pretty good. Or how many people were filing for unemployment? Those are the best numbers we've had since the pandemic started. So things going at least somewhat the right direction. Good news. Like to hear that. Sure. Uh, our text line is four one five. Tell us if you got a the you see money showed up in your account four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, Biden administration has invited the UN to write a report on our human rights. Uh, because we need to shine a light on it for the world. Uh, the, so, uh, I was looking at the current countries that are on the uh, Human Rights Council of the UN. And there's a whole bunch of them, so I can't go through, through all of them. But, you know, among countries that are on there, you've got China, for instance. I mean, which is just hilarious. They have slaves and concentration camps. And Russia, which obviously, you know, the president has people pushed out of windows if he doesn't like what they're doing. Um, Cuba's on there currently, which is fantastic. Cuba's currently beating people in the streets for uh, protesting. Somalia, Sudan, lots of those kind of countries. Come on. Libya is on there. Stop it. Uh, so, yeah, those countries are all going to judge us and write a paper about our human rights abuses. Various countries that put people's eyes out for disagreeing with the government. Yeah. Nice. Nice. At least it gave me a good laugh. I mean, it's horrifying, but at least it cheered me up. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. From Dwight D. Eisenhower, sent along by alert listener Philip. History does not entrust the care of freedom to the weak or timid. Amen to that, Dwight. You know, just I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit discouraged at the state of the world right now, but I'm taking heart. The words of Dwight D. It, when, the, when the going gets tough, I suggest perhaps it is the tough that should get going. And I want to hear this clip every segment. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of, of free Britney. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the guy Ted Cruz. I, guy back for president for some time. Hmm? Mailbag. Did you see the crowd outside the courtroom yesterday with the free Britney signs and everything? Who are you people? Who are you people? I know. I know. That's your cause. Uh, Let's see. Richard writes, uh, please explain why both of you refuse to talk about the election fraud since the beginning. My wife and I are loyal listeners. Sonora, you're not real journalists if you choose to ignore the truth. Or, Bobo, you're no different than the media you constantly criticize. Okay. 
of those things, sir. First of all, we've talked about it for hours and hours and hours. Uh, unless you listen to the whole show every day, don't tell us and lecture us on what we haven't talked about because we probably have. Uh, secondly, your PS, which is kind of about, well, it's about a personal matter, which I won't get into. It proves that you're the sort of person that will weigh in with your, opi- weigh in with your opinion with a tiny fraction of the information you need to form an opinion. Well, I can tell you what happened. Trump got more votes for president than anybody in the history of running for president, including Obama either time, except for Joe Biden, who got more votes than he did. Mm-hmm. The most interesting dispute I've seen over the uh, election result is in Georgia, where the uh, where a very reasonable uh, scientist have been comparing registration rolls and change of address uh, forms through the post office, which are public records, I guess, and has determined that a, a, a significant five figures worth of Georgians voted in their old addresses because their old poll uh, precinct because they hadn't yet updated their registration. And it could be an, that's illegal in Georgia. You have to vote in the precinct of your current address, and that it actually could be enough of those to change things. But, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see if that plays out. But anyway, uh, Richard, I suggest you do uh, more thinking and less telling other people how to do their jobs. I know. But again, that's just my uh, my opinion, sir. Nice note from Gary in Orange County. Uh, Pope had bad poop. Docs popped and removed Pope's polyps. Now Pope poops okay. But Pope is old and soon too pooped to Pope. Thank you for that analysis of the current state of the Vatican, Gary. That's a pretty good rundown. (laughs) That was Dr. Susian, sir. Well played. How about Dan in Ukiah? Beautiful Ukiah, California. Guys, I've come to this final conclusion. The real villains in America aren't black people. They aren't white people. They aren't Asians. They aren't Latinos. They aren't women. They aren't gays. They are the radical journalists, teachers, and professors who do nothing but sow division among the American people. You know, there are various uh, pieces of literature, movies, books um, about uh, Satan, if you will, or uh, an evil spirit or what have you. Uh, and and, and, and their, their weapon, their tool is to cause rancor and hatred and, and disagreement and suspicion among people who would normally be kind and loving toward each other. Um, and I absolutely think the radical left is that bad. Moving along, B from Thailand uh, said, when I bought my house in Thailand in 2002, it was a vacation slash investment purchase. I'm now probably here for good and will retire here. I've never had such concern for the U.S. as I do now. Feel we're at the tipping point of self-destruction. You know, I don't know. My my only, uh, my, my main wellspring of hope is that the good, decent people of the United States are still pretty well grounded. And still know which side is up. MIT has predicted the end of civilization. I can give you the year if you want to plan accordingly. MIT out with a new prediction for the end of civilization. Hmm. Have that coming up later this hour. Hmm. Should I buy green bananas or not? <laughs> I mean, how how quick? I mean, like if, if people have to get out of their cars and go to work, should you, should you tell them? Or? All right. I mean, it's, the answer's not August, is it? No. Okay. All right. All right. Moving along. Uh, Tom and SoCal, forget about Jim Crow and even Jim Eagle. Based on his statements yesterday, President Biden is Joe Ostrich. <laughs> Has his head firmly buried in the sand. 
Uh, he's also said, I'm so sick of hearing Democrats uh, be hyperbolic and lie about threats to our democracy. I'd like to offer the following su- suggestion. Every time a Democrat uses the word democracy, replace it with the word hypocrisy, which will actually make the statements more accurate. Therefore, uh, let's see, any uh, any vote on vo- or, or any law on voter integrity, the greatest threat to our democracy. See, no, it's the greatest th- threat to our hypocrisy. I like that. Just a, It's almost a drinking game, but not quite. Well, I'm looking at this headline that just came across. Man 55 in China hasn't been infected infected with a new bird flu and has been hospitalized. Okay. I used to ignore those stories. Joe would make a big deal out of them. I would ignore them, but I won't ignore them anymore until we have a whole bunch of them turn out to be nothing. But uh, that's how this one started. Minor story somewhere else. Then, oh, one person got in the United States. Weird. Next thing you know, my kids aren't going to school for a year and a half. That reminds me, we got a, a really interesting note, as they usually are, from uh, our COVID uh, statistician-in-chief, Kevin, in California, who just pours over data and goes to state websites and the rest of it to compare and contrast various things. First of all, he said that whole seven kids in the ICU in Mississippi thing, mm-hmm. um, that was a tweet... Uh, that was quickly retracted and was the result of confusion between a couple of different things. Evidently, it's not true. Okay. Um, and, and secondly, he's of the belief that, um, it's the COVID is not going to be an epidemic thing. It's going to be an endemic thing. It's going to be with us for the rest of our lives, like colds and flus and the rest of it. And we're just going to have to get used to it. Interesting. Yeah. He has more on that, but it's, uh, it is interesting. And it's not oversimplified crap that we get from the government. Is our military shipping illegals around to spread them out around the country? Looks like maybe they are. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. administration has enlisted the U.S. military to move illegal immigrants secretly around our country. That is happening at Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. We know it's happening there because a man called Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Burroughs sent his subordinates an email spelling it out very clearly. Quote, over the next few days, weeks, or months, the note began, you may see passenger aircraft on our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. Burroughs' email then instructed uniformed military personnel to hide what was happening on the base from the country they're sworn to serve. Quote, do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. So this uh, was on Tucker Carlson last night, and I was watching this, and I thought, is anybody else hearing this? It is the most watched cable news show in America. But even with that, it's only a couple of million people every night. And I hadn't heard the military shipping illegals around the country. And uh, and we don't really know what's happening. Um, let's uh, Well, and, and they're not shipping them to some sort of holding center, detention center. No, they're no. just distributing them into the country. Uh, let's let's hear, hear a little more from this. I, I actually tweeted out to everybody in the show. I said, we gotta we got to talk about this, Mark, because if this is true, this is a big story. Um, here's a little more from Tucker with the, the key being, as you listen to it, then in the second segment of Tucker Carlson last night, he said ICE contacted him and confirmed what he was reporting. During the last, during the last administration, you'll remember, the Pentagon firmly refused to protect America's southern border. That's not our job, they said. It's too political. Send us to Syria. 
And yet, according to this document, here was the very same U.S. military leadership at the Pentagon helping the Biden administration with maximum enforced stealth, with secrecy, to subvert this country's core immigration laws. It was hard to believe that could be happening, but it is happening. The Pentagon has confirmed it to us. Spokesman Chris Mitchell described the flights from Lachlan as non-citizen movement, part of what he called the U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's mission. He told us then to direct any further questions to ICE. So we did. We called ICE multiple times. ICE did not deny they were using Lachlan Air Force Base to relocate large numbers of foreign nationals into the interior of our country and do it secretly. And then ICE confirmed it later during his show. Right. Well, I don't know. Why Why is he taking that surprise tone when, I mean, there was months of debate. Uh, all the leaders in the House and the Senate made speeches about this new law, and the president discussed it. It was all on the tongue. No, that's right. There was no vote whatsoever. It was just the stroke of a pen of the all-powerful executive branch. And uh, here's a little more on where the illegals might be headed. What's happening most of the time is that they are boarding buses and heading into America's heartland. A conveyor belt of commercial and charter buses, just like this one in Del Rio, Texas, are carrying tens of thousands sight unseen from Texas, Arizona, and California borderlands northward. And they are dropping their Haitian, Venezuelan, Cuban, and Central American family units in Florida and New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky, and to large cities in Texas, such as Dallas and Houston. So obviously you can't just have millions of people come across, well, I'll say thousands. It's been millions over the years, but thousands, uh, you know, uh, by by the month, thousands and thousands by the month. You can't have everybody just settle, you know, just this side of the border in California, uh, Arizona, Texas. So they're they're just shipping people around the country because they have an open border policy, more or less, and uh, they're just shipping people around to spread them out. That is stunning. It Why is. don't they send them back to their damn country? I mean, if, as long as you're incurring the expense of flying people about, send the Mexicans back to Mexico, the Guatemalans back to Guatemala, etc. What was the Harvard poll from about a month ago now? Eighty-some percent of Americans want our borders secure. There ain't very many people, either party, that want this to happen. Yet it happens. Which is exactly why part of the military memo was, hey, hey, no pictures, no discussion, let's not talk about this stuff, which is absolutely the greatest sign of of nefarious activity you can have. It reminds me of the various uh, teacher memos that went around during COVID. Hey, 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 parents are watching uh, the lessons, so maybe go easy on some of the the, uh, social justice warrior stuff. The problem you really have here is that, uh, and I believe it was Mark Stein talking about about this last week somebody i like uh how the reason you don't see more pushback from the republicans or the wall street journal is the whole cheap labor thing of course mm-hmm. well and as tucker i think it was tucker who put it i've been reading a fair amount about this he, he was talking about how this is an absolutely open rearranging of the demographics of the united states in defiance of our laws i mean to have the government essentially complicit in the breaking of immigration law because, I mean, if people enter the country illegally, then they're put on a plane and flown to Chicago or wherever. The government's complicit in their breaking the law and staying in the country illegally. And these people show up in tiny numbers for the hearings they're given a slip of paper for. They probably, you know, wad the paper up and throw it in the garbage on the way out of the the, the O'Hare, you know, International Airport, to cite that example. But 
So forces unvoted for and kind of uh, crouching in the shadows are rearranging the population of the United States of America. This is not this is not a minor issue. This is not xenophobia or any of your stupid accusations. This is it's shocking. But but as I always have to remind myself, oh, that's right. Social Security and Medicare are going to collapse unless we import millions of young workers because we're not having babies. Also got a lot of help wanted times around for uh, low skilled labor. Yeah, I tell you what, yeah, your rest, your favorite restaurant's only open three days a week because they can't find anybody to work there. They're they're more than happy to see some hardworking, tough, you know, a, a Guatemalan young man with a couple of kids come over the border. He, he'll probably bust his ass. He'll probably be the best employee you have. Probably, I, I will. I will never demonize these people, other than the rapists and gang members and the rest of them. They're hardworking folks who are trying to get a better life for their their families, as you would and I would. But other but, countries don't do this. No, <laughs> and of never course have not. in the history of the world. Yeah, well, yeah, bloated old uh, empires do, though. I think. That's something. So we're paying people to sit home and uh, do heroin until they finally die, and we're importing people from other countries who are hungry enough to actually do the jobs. Right. To do the jobs. So that's, exactly. that's the current society we have. That's just freaking fantastic. Yeah, we are importing a brown underclass to do our menial jobs and prop up our uh, government uh, I, programs. i got to get to that MIT story since I was, I was on it. You know, I'm kind of curious. Do you mind if we uh, hear what Stephen Miller had to say? He said there's a fix to this, and I'm curious what it is. Uh, 14. Well, I would argue that the appropriate constitutional remedy is Article 4, Section 4, which says that the government clearly has the obligation to protect any state in this country against invasion and domestic violence. It does not say that that has to be in the form of a nation-state actor. In other words, the Constitution doesn't say it has to be a state-led invasion. It's any large-scale, unwelcome, uninvited entry into a country. That or into a state. That would provide the constitutional predicate for exactly what you're describing. I would also suggest it would provide the constitutional predicate for the Supreme Court if they had the moral courage to strike down this entire scheme, which is a blatant violation of our entire constitutional Republican form of government. Hmm. Well... Unless both parties don't agree with you. And if both parties don't agree with you up to the highest members of their uh, leadership, then it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. Because yep. who's going who's gonna to force any of these things to, uh, to happen? They make disapproving noises or approving noises to rally their bases, then they continue to do the same thing. Ah, well, what are you going to do? It's the worst form of government except for all others. So uh, MIT has been wrong before about this. That's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It's where some of the smartest people in the world go. Um, they had predicted, well, they're predicting now that civilization will end in 2040. 2040. Seriously? So you got uh, 19 years. Huh. How old am I going to be? Well, okay. Pretty good run for us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been civilized my entire life. You can't, uh, nothing lasts forever. Yeah. I was hoping for longer, but what are you going to do? Downside is MIT did predict in 1972 that the society was going to collapse this century, that being the last century. Hmm. Uh, on 1972, MIT study predicted that rapid economic growth would lead to societal, societal collapse in the mid-21st century. Uh, and uh, uh, a new paper shows we're unfortunately right on schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. There so they go. were right. There you go. They were right. 
Wow. 2040, so you say. So we're on schedule. It's, it's interesting um, that they, I would actually like to read that, that rapid economic growth would lead to societal collapse. Not yeah. uh, not uh, not famine, not, uh, you know, everybody's so poor. No. Economic growth is leading to societal growth, which is what we seem to see around us. We were just talking about that. We've got a society where we're paying people to stay home and overdose on heroin uh, and, and letting people from other lands come in to do our jobs that we'd rather not do. Right. And taking money from the productive to finance those uh those programs, you know, the the famine and, and economic collapse could absolutely be part of it. Uh, just we're we're pushing ourselves to a sociological tipping point that there's no coming back from. I, you know, if if I were and and I don't mean to be negative because human beings have a remarkably a remarkable capacity for changing the trajectory of whatever's happening. I mean, it's not like we all sit back and 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 allow ourselves to be swept along by these these forces these uh, you know historical forces people realize what's happening and they uh and and they they band together and they come up with solutions and we and we save our our heinies for the umpteenth time i'm kind of optimistic about that on the other hand if that was not mit but the lord almighty who came to me and said hey joe uh civilization's going to end in 2040 you're a pretty good cat i figured i'd give you a heads up um, <laughs> I would. I, I got. I got to tell you something. Just, just tw- between us. What? What? It's, it's all over. About two o four o. It's over. <laughs> just forget it. It's over. I. You know those weapons you're stockpiling? Not enough. <laughs> anyway, if the good Lord Almighty were to whisper in my ear that uh, instead of MIT, so I knew it was correct, I'd look around me and think, nineteen years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That does not strike me as no, crazy. No, no. It should. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't somebody <laughs> saying civilization's going to end in 19 years? Shouldn't that strike? Oh, shut up. Oh, Stop boy. it with your fear monger. It seems reasonable. We've got a man who's died one of the worst caveman deaths I've uh, I've heard of. Oh, boy. He was drunk, and so he brought it on himself, but uh, one of those caveman deaths. Hit by lightning while being mauled by a bear. <laughs> That's what we call a caveman death, the sort of thing that could have happened to a caveman. Sure. You, know, you don't want to be crushed by a giant boulder or eaten by an animal, those kind of <laughs> things. Those kind of things. For um, instance. <laughs> our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We will get into the uh, the overdoses next hour. It's grim. But, man, you ought to... Is, I thought about this yesterday. I think everybody knows some family where this has happened to a, to a loved one, if not your own. It's uh, It's rough. But anyway. Caveman death, Ted Cruz and Britney Spears finally coming together. Lots of good stuff. Alec Baldwin's unintentionally hilarious wife has made a new announcement. <laughs> oh, Hilaria or what her name is? Yes, exactly. Hilaria from Spain, who is Hillary from Boston. <laughs> this is you, you all have been predicting somebody would try something like this, and it's come true. We'll awesome. explain next. Awesome. Armstrong and Getty. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of a free Britney. We're going to play that tape every <laughs> segment. Ted Cruz saying he's in the camp of free Britney. 
Yes. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of, of free Britney. I'm hearing Cruz Spears in 2024. Um, we got a number of texts from people who got their child credit money already. Free money, baby. I'm voting for more Biden money. Got my deposit of $500 yesterday. This is the child. Woo! If you got kids, practically yeah. everybody in America is getting 300 bucks per kid. It's some sort of advance on the child month? tax credit. Or but it's something. way more people than it's ever been before, too. Mm-hmm. It's now nine out of ten people, uh, nine out of ten kids. Uh, whoa, got the child credit, and this is every month? Dang, says one of our uh, listeners. Yep. You child. Uh, somebody says, I love getting my own money back. It's my favorite government bailout. I put in more than enough, so I'm living guilt-free. But I can't wait to hear about all the money that went to people in prison with kids or those without any kids or drug addicts on the street or whatever. Sure. Not to mention the millions of people unlawfully in this country. They get it. Uh, caveman death. Drunk man killed by shark while wading into sea to relieve himself. So you got a got drunk guy on the beach enjoying. So I got pee. Wanders out to the water, gets eaten by a shark. Oh boy! So that's a caveman death right there. People probably been doing that for fifty thousand years. Stand on the shore and pee. Wow. Gross. Wow. Glad the shark ate you, dude. That's gross. What peeing in the ocean? What do you think whales do? Do you think they tiptoe out into a porta john? <laughs> Come on. Come on, grow up. You got six trillion fish peeing in the ocean. You know, the ocean will be fine. Huh? Shocking rise in overdose deaths. Overdose deaths. Shocking rise. Uh, different reporting on it gives you different reasons why. Uh, I'll tell you what the Associated Press said. You might not have thought about this. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll have that next hour. Stay with us. So you remember, what was it, a couple of months ago, six months ago? Sorry, I can't remember. Uh, Alec Baldwin's wacky wife, Hilaria. Hilaria from Spain, who's Hillary from Boston. I am Alec Baldwin's wife. She's got a very European accent and is very sophisticated. And one of the reasons she gets a lot of attention is she keeps having babies, but then she posts pictures of herself like a day after the baby's born in a swimsuit. You know, uh, me putting the baby to bed, but she's posing in such a way to show that she's still a hottie. And women hate that. If you had a little discipline, you could look like me, she says in her Spanish accent. Hillary from Boston. Anyway, she's now said, and and some of you, uh, many of us have joked about this, how if I I can identify as a woman, um, why can't I identify as 14 years old and go dominate Little League games, for instance, (laughs) or identify as, you know, whatever. Well, she's trying it. She says she identifies as culturally fluid. Arguing she can be culturally fluid if others can be sexually, religiously, or politically fluid too. When you are multi, it can hard, it can feel hard to belong. She posted to Instagram, "You are constantly going back and forth, trying to be more this or more that. You may feel you have to explain why you are who you are, trying to fit into a world of labels. You will never quite fit in because the other parts of you shape and influence all your parts." Well, is she just trying to make up for the fact that she got caught in this, more or less? That she, at some point in her 20s, changed her name from Hillary to Hilaria and adopted in a European accent. And people who went to high school with her say she never talked like that in high school. I went to high school with her outside of Boston. Yeah, she says, I I was born in Boston, grew up spending time with my family between Boston or between Massachusetts and Spain. My parents and sibling live in Spain. I choose to live here. We celebrate both cultures in our home, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's still unknown whether or not Alec Baldwin knew Alex she was, was Hillary from Boston as opposed to some, uh, you know, exotic Spanish woman with a European accent when he married yeah. her. 
Yeah. You know, we, uh, if, uh, we should have, uh, grabbed some videos because there are a number of them out there that have her speaking with a pronounced Spanish accent. Um, and then one where her accent is gone and, uh, that famous video where she asked how to say the word cucumber in English on, uh, Good Morning America or something like that. Hilarious. You're a, uh, <laughs> you can say lots of things in English. You're from Boston. <laughs> uh, how, how you say uh, this? How you, how you say this? Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> vegetable. <laughs> Absolutely not. But she's culturally fluid. He's an old man. He fell for a hottie. It happens. She's a little wacky. He decided he wanted to have a bunch of kids, so he finds a young hottie, and it turns out she's making up her whole I'm from Spain thing. Right. What's he supposed to do? You know, there are worse crimes. You could be imprisoning Britney Spears, for instance. (laughs) I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of, of free Britney. You know, I actually half suggested to my kids that as they were applying for various colleges, they, they changed their ethnicity. Uh, they seemed yeah. not to be excited about that, that no, idea. Nobody's going to check. Anybody else get money in their bank account? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Millions and millions of people are going to show up, uh, have money show up in their bank account. We got this text. How is it that government has access to and can arbitrarily just put funds in my bank account overnight? When will they start yanking funds out of my bank account overnight at some point? Yeah, I'm surprised that ever has never happened. All of a sudden, we, we're in a big pinch, you know, economic downturn. We need it. So uh, overnight, uh, 5% of your savings will come out, and it's just gone. It's a small step from withholding your money uh, for taxes. You never see that money. They just take it before it's in your hands. I wonder, so, yeah, that's a small step. I wonder if putting the money in your account is a practice run to to, to be able to yank it back out. Armstrong and Getty.